Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Age of Radio. All right, and here's my lovely wife, Izzy. Hello. Perhaps you two have met. Hi, lady. Oh, hello, strange gentleman. (laughs) (laughs) Can't keep calling our friends strange. Can I call them gentlemen? There's no need for that language. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? By the way, thank you so, so, so much for uh, ordering stuff from our shop. Oh, yes. Your, y- yes! Your print is on its way, and by the Yay. this weekend, your Frodo portrait will be up on, in uh, Steve's Tea Public, uh, yes. Steve's Raising Pet Portraits, for, yes. and it, where, where it will remain for as long as Tea Public's in existence. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So yeah, I, as, soon, as soon as we started the podcast, and we became pod buddies and i started looking at izzy's art i was like ah this stuff's pretty rocking and then i saw the graboid and kittens <laughs> and i was like holy shit <laughs> i need that i need that eventually in my life <laughs> and i believe you had mentioned like oh wow even your first episode is tremors five these guys are cool <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so we did the interview with ss wilson one of the writers of the original tremors uh-huh. And uh, as a thank you, like, I always offer people, like, I'll send you some stuff from my shop. He actually took us up, and he wanted the uh, Field Guide to Movie Worms and the Tremors and the Graboids Love Kittens. And he yes. messaged us back when it arrived and said the Graboids Love Kittens was probably the best piece of merch ever created for the franchise. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On <laughs> He's like, they, they've made a lot of stuff, but this right here is really special. Special. I was like, oh my god! I, I think if I had like you know anything Tremors related like hanging on my walls, it would definitely be Graboid loves kittens and the like mounted Graboid head, like it like yes. I went hunting. Oh yeah, oh. just coming up out of the ground. No, 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 <laughs> no, no like, not uh, even oh, not even coming on the ground. Like when, when Bert's got behind it in his yeah, room, oh, gee, yeah. behind the okay. couch. Exactly, okay, okay. exactly. Yeah, make it a coat rack or something. <laughs> I, it's so, something. I mean, I would I would definitely want it like life size, but then the question would be like, where would I put that? Yeah, like where it's not going to be, oh, where it's I not going to be in the, the way. Right where the Christmas tree is right uh-huh. now? We can find another place for a Christmas tree. <laughs> like in its mouth. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. I guess, you know what? I think I could put it above my TV. That would work. There you go. 
get really into a movie and all of a sudden it's like, ah, oh, oh, God, this is stuck to the game. Come down, come out in the morning with your coffee. Oh, Jesus! Oh, shit, it's that stuff to Trying to watch something scary and stalkery like you've got mail and boom, there's a tremor. <laughs> what decoration did I have up that you kept thinking was something living? Um, I don't know, any of your creepy-ass dolls? or No, no, was it one of the Halloween decorations? Or... Oh, there was that uh, the the skull in the window, oh, the, <laughs> that, yeah, but it was like a purple skull, and so it was like <laughs> at night. It's pants. like is somebody looking in the fucking window? <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Those skulls. No. <laughs> oh, the scratchy cat. The scratchy cat. Also oh got yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that son bitch. <laughs> It's one of those like cardboard decorations yeah. with like the joints, like the jointed legs. But if it's, it's like on a window, kind of like in the far corner of the room, and you know you don't really have lights on, you're just kind of, you know, <laughs> feeling by braille, kind of. And it's like, right. oh yeah, like a head like backlight, something like that. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, it's a it's a t- it's a two mi- it's a three men and a baby uh, situation. No, totally. Yeah, totally. it's a ghost. <laughs> No, Drew, I'm saying it's not haunted. I'm saying it's some sort of... <laughs> nice. Is he showing me Facebook memes? Yeah, but uh, it's a meme that says, uh, You've heard of Elf on a Shelf, but have you heard of returning your fucking shopping cart to the goddamn stall, you inconsiderate piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a picture of a Walmart shopping cart. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> It's like it's it's those videos where it's all like up 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 sir sir we're uh, we're cart narks cart narks you uh you forgot to put it back your cart and then they just get like overwhelmingly outraged and they threaten to like attack people it's like sir all we wanted to do was have you put back your cart like how hard is that I will Apparently say as an ex retail worker that's not the, like leaving the carts where like people can back into them or they're blocking traffic or stall like parking stalls that's pain in the ass but really it's just some it's just really some stock guys longer smoke break the farther the carts are <laughs> like Hell yeah people aren't that mad about it <laughs> retail workers aren't <laughs> it's five minute more minutes you're not on a cash register and if anybody complains about it, it's just like well if that's your fellow man that put them out there take it up with them right yeah I mean, things that really bothered me in retail. Uh, people murdering pets and then trying to return their dead corpses. Oh, um, Jesus. This was defective. No, it's weird for Macy's. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sir, no, I can't turn these and into shoes. That it's defective. Literally, Christmas Eve, as we're closing, a guy had to buy a hamster. We were closed Christmas Day. Brought it back the day after Christmas, dead, and said it was defective. <laughs> uh, the good old Boxing Day switcheroo. We all know that right. one. Uh, people actually oh taking gosh. actual shits and pisses in the changing rooms at Macy's. It's not there. a bathroom. Uh-uh. Um, yeah, that's a pretty regular occurrence, then why actually. why did you have this toilet paper thing in here? Sir, that's a hook for you to put clothes on. <laughs> and what I, I will grant Macy's, the employees don't, are, the employees are not allowed to touch it. It's biohazard. They have a biohazard team on staff. Yep. yep. Who come yep. in and clean it up. So I do appreciate that because other places I've mm-hmm. worked, they would just make the staff do it. Uh, you can't do that. That you yeah. can't. We had. A, I, I had a. Uh, so this is one of my favorite stories to tell from when I worked at Blockbuster. So, <laughs> um, it was it was like a slow day, and you know someone had you know come in and they asked where the bathroom was. They went to the bathroom, and you know they came out, and then they they uh, looked around, and they left, and so maybe like an hour goes by, and this lady comes in, 
And she's looking around and she asks, where's the restroom? And so we went over and we have to unlock it for everybody. And so she go, we open the door. I open the door. She goes inside and I start walking back. Well, suddenly I hear like the door open and she comes up to the front. By this time, I've also made up to the front. And she's like, you guys need to clean that restroom. It is disgusting. I cannot believe. Clean it up. And then she stormed out and we're looking at each other like, the hell is she talking about? And then my manager is like, Drew, go check out the bathroom. And I'm like, what? What? Okay. <laughs> and so I make my way back and I, I reach and I grab the door handle and I unlock the door and I turn the knob and then I, I pull open the door and I kind of poke my head inside. And I mean, it's definitely a visual story to see my face, but it's just like looking around going, Oh God. Oh God. Sweet mother oh, of God. Christ. <laughs> and you just, you look around and you're like, there is shit everywhere. How did she get like, it it's on the wall up there? No, that's, I'm not kidding, Steve. It was on the wall and like up the wall. And I'm just like, how, how is this? What? What? It's in cursive, and so, but there's no fingerprints. <laughs> so we, we assume it was the guy who came in earlier. And then we have to close off the bathroom and people, you know, we tell them like, sorry, it's, it's closed. It's closed. It's closed. Later that day, the hazmat team like came in and like they went in there and like maybe 45 minutes, an hour later, they came back out and were like, seriously, it's all done. And he's like, oh, yeah, we, we cleaned it up. And then he's just like almost like satcheling a bottle of what looks like watered down Windex. And I was like, is that it? Is that what you cleaned it with? And he's like, oh, yeah, this is like your super bleach. This will kill off any blood, AIDS, diarrhea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he walked away. And I was just like, okay, super bleach. I, Wait, you've got to bury the lead that the hazmat guy was Doug McKenzie from Strange Brew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, what you got right here? That's a... Uh... <laughs> That uh, that that super bleach we used that at Petco. Yeah, it totally. It totally looks like if you just poured wa put water in Windex. It doesn't right. look like it would do anything. But yeah, that that shit like kills Hanta virus. <laughs> <laughs> we we used that to clean the pet habitats. You know, after there, like there you go. You know, we had a hamster that came in that uh, or we had a group of hamsters, and they all came in with little sores all over them. And half oh, no. tested positive for hoof and mouth disease, and the other half tested positive for herpes. Oh God! <laughs> and it's oh, like, God. is that like the people herpes? Yes, it's like the people herpes. It's transferable to people. Okay. Oh gosh! It's like it's like the people herpes, but also with antivirus. <laughs> oh well, thank God we can't catch koala chlamydia. Right. <laughs> and and it was just like, huh. That's weird, because my manager had us uh, just feeding those guys for like three weeks and said, don't worry, they probably were just fighting. They're, they'll be fine if we separate them. Oh, no. And I was like, no, no, this this looks a lot like uh, like foot and mouth disease. How do I know? Because sheep get it. My sheep had it a couple of times. It's called scrapies when it's in sheep, and you get put on a government list. <laughs> so, so what we're saying, oh, geez. guys, is you have rights. <laughs> anyway, Hannah. <laughs> speaking of bleached am i right oh my god speaking, speaking of bleach white germans <laughs>
You're dead. Right now. I've killed you. You were half asleep. I'll do better next time. Adapt or die. Think on your feet. Even when I'm sleeping. I'm ready. All you have to do is flip that switch. It tells Mr. Regler where we are. Only you can get close enough. She won't stop until you're dead. Or she is. Come and find me. Marissa, we picked up an unencrypted signal below the Arctic Circle. We think it's Eric Heller. Heller is a rogue asset. I propose we go in and pull him out. We need to keep this contained, gentlemen. Papa. Remember what I taught you. You'll be fine. Heller was gone, but we found this kid. I want to speak to Marissa Fiegler. My name is Marissa Vaigler. You wanted to speak to me? It's okay. What do you want, Marissa? I need you. You do things my agency will not let me do. starting off 2022 with the month ladies come first (laughs) yeah we're talking about female assassin movies so get used to it (laughs) oh i thought it was weird porn there's gonna be lady squirt first but what uh, (laughs) (laughs) i can almost feel drew shaking his head oh but we're not alone for this one babe i forgot to mention what (laughs) that's right uh yeah 2011's hannah with special guest Drew from the Real Fills podcast. Welcome, Drew. I will fully admit, Steve, when you said that, my face went to like a, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> <laughs> so the shaking of the head was not far off. How you doing? <laughs> uh, Drew, so was this your first time watching this movie? Uh, no, it was not the first time watching this movie. Uh, I actually, I think, watched it around... 2012 or 13. Yeah, it's kind of like right at, uh, on a DVD or something. When yeah. It came out. yeah. 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 I believe it was a DVD rental. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was not too long after I, or after it had come out and yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fun little assassin movie. Right. Babe, how about you? I mean, it, it, Oh uh, yeah. This is the first time for yeah. me watching it and yeah, yeah super fun. Yeah. It, 
I knew it was an assassin movie. I knew it was like a you know killer kid movie. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, for for because I remember the ads because I, I I remembered the ads because I was like. So is the twist going to be she was a ghost the whole time? <laughs> or, they're breeding all albi- they're kill- breeding killer albinos or <laughs> it's like a like a deep matrix reboot or something. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, oh, she's This is the, really uh, what happens to the children of the or the village of the damn children when they grow oh, up. It's the uh, it's the prequel to uh what was the Tom Cruise movie with the albinos in the pool that Oh, uh, oh, Minority, Minority Report. Report. Yeah, yeah, it's a Minority Report prequel. Yeah, she, she's a pre-precog. <laughs> she's a pre-precog. <laughs> These are the precogs who got off drugs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's a postcog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, babe, I don't know. Before we di- dive into this one, though, I'm a little too sober. I don't know about you. Oh, I'm quite sober, and we should fix that. Let's see. What do we got here? Let's, uh, let's start with this one here. We have from Level Crossing Brewing in Salt Lake City, Utah. Look up! Amber Ale! 5% alcohol by volume. I, I believe it's look up exclamation point. So look, up! look up! That's why I said look up! <laughs> Inspired by the water tower that stands guard over our brewery like a sturdy sentinel of beer making. Look up! Is a Amber Ale with earthy pine and floral hop notes. That stands above the crowd, but remains well-balanced and approachable. If you ever find yourself lost on the grid, just look up! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) A talking cat? (laughs) (laughs) Not enough of Tarot Banks. Indeed, never enough. I'm going to pop my top. (laughs) Oh, my top! Nice. And the pour. Ooh, beautiful amber ale. Has an off-white foamy head with lots of tiny bubbles. She appeared to be lingering. I'm going to be getting some more of that beer here in a minute. I'm sure you will be. Drew, are you drinking anything on your end? You know what? Actually, I have a Heineken left over from our uh, Boondock Saints recording. So, yeah, enjoying that. Yeah, just listen to that one. Uh, oh, by the way, happy 100th episode. Happy 100th! Yay, 100! And we made it! Woo! <laughs> that's, that's so cute. We have over 100 this year. <laughs> I know. You're, you, you're very, very busy. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, if you just marry your co-host, it's a lot easier to make episodes. <laughs> Looking at you, Jack. <laughs> Is that how it works? Perfect. <laughs> I just need to kill their wives. <laughs> or, sorry, or move to Utah. There you go. <gasps> That's perfect. <laughs> then nobody's going to die. <laughs> Look, it works for Brendan and Nathan over on What Were They Thinking? That's right. They even had a WWE um. Hall of Famer congratulate them on their anniversary. Yes, I saw that. I liked that little video. (laughs) The best video you could ask for. Guys, it's the Godfather. He's on there. Check it out. Cameo. Guys, Cameo does not disappoint. We've had, we've had, we, yeah. Thank you, actually, Drew, for uh, turning us on to Cameo with uh, our 250th anniversary when he got Mark Summers to convince us to keep podcasting and not quit. (laughs) (laughs) That was, yes, that was Brendan and I, you know, we, we were, trying to search for people were all like who would be a good person and we just kept like scouring cameo and brennan's like mark summers and i was like oh my god yeah. mark summers you're, you're constantly <laughs> let's do the, it uh, 50 bucks and under and... <laughs> no that's not what it was <laughs> well that's what i do i don't know <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's. I think Steve's got like a Google alert for anybody who drops below thirty five bucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you're under thirty five bucks and I know who you are, you may just get a job. <laughs> it was like, wait, Godfather, all aboard the ho train. <laughs> Steve uh, Ernie Hudson was not $35. No, no, he was not. He he insisted on uh, doing our promo that you might hear later <laughs> this episode. <laughs> Keep on busting, baby. All right. Uh, oh, yeah, see, yeah, the look up amber ale. Uh, nice uh, caramel notes. Um, yeah, a little bit hoppy for an amber, but yeah. not, like, overly hoppy at all. Yeah, it's a nice little 5%, like, all-day drinking yeah. kind of beer, this really. This is a delightful beverage. I would drink this all day. Mm-hmm. Steve, make that happen. I want to drink this all day. Um, all right. Uh, I'll talk to him about being a sponsor. I don't know. Uh, but 2011's Hannah. <gasps> from director Joe Wright. Who's he, Steve? Oh, baby, well, you should know him. We just talked about another one of his movies like six or seven weeks ago, maybe? That's too far for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like 30 movies ago, Steve. Get with it. All right. Uh, let's see. Well, he did a bunch of English miniseries. Pride and Prejudice. Atonement. The Soloist, this, Anna Karenina, those Chanel commercials with Kira Knightley, Pan, remember that one from oh, a couple God. weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> Here we are now, entertain us! Yeah. What was that movie? Another movie starring an albino. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, you're talking about Tiger Lily, alright. Uh, the Darkest Hour, Woman in the Window, and coming in like a week... Cyrano, yes, the retelling of Cyrano de Bergerac with Peter Dinklage in the lead role. Mm. Yeah, guys, it's I, I'm excited for it. I don't know. I'm I'm in. I'm in. I I'm a huge fan of you know Steve Martin and Roxanne because I think that's a great adaptation of Cyrano. But man, Peter Dinklage, I'm excited for. Yeah, you can't go wrong with the Dink. Look, he's Mm-mm. no wishbone. So that was the first the Cyrano de Bergerac that I really fell in love with. Oh, but... okay. I'm like, uh, you're right, babe. He is no Wishbone. He's also not a carousel. What, what are we talking about here? Drew, you know who Wishbone is, right? He is the dog that would tell stories and solve mysteries. Yes! I hope you use him as part of your curriculum. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm sorry. Oh. He's banned in California. I watched him on PBS. Screenplay by <laughs> Seth Lockhead and David Farr. Who are they, Steve? Great question. No, Seth Lockhead, this is apparently the only thing he's done. But All right. David Farr did eight episodes of MI5. This, six episodes of Night Manager, and uh, apparently is kind of heading up the Hannah TV series, now available on Amazon Prime. I think season three is coming next week. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm, we Starring are... the same albino child? No, I mean, um, she'd be no, she's ten years now. older. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. No, she's she's a bit older. <laughs> no, it's somebody else. I I seem to remember it's a brunette. Like, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, but speaking of that albino, you must be talking about Academy Award nominee Sorsha Ronan. Who's she, Steve? Uh, she's in this. Uh, she's in other movies too. Just she's in like good movies, so nothing we would have seen. Her <laughs> so completely <laughs> unknown to Izzy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who. Five minutes before we started watching or started recording this, was watching Ghost Adventures again for like the third again. time, <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> it was the episode where the teddy bear kind of wiggled a bit. <laughs> it's true. But, spoiler alert: that's the best evidence they're ever going to have. 
That's not true. I, I think the one time they were in a cabin and their machine just kept screaming mommy at them. That one got kind of creepy because it just wouldn't mommy, stop. Mommy, mommy, mommy. Like, oh my um, gosh. <laughs> oh, that's a needy ghost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of needy ghost, excellent transition, Steve. Uh, we have <laughs> Eric Bana as Eric Heller. Who's he, Steve? The original Hulk, baby. <laughs> Everybody loves that version of the Hulk, right? What what are we going to do? You forgot it was a Marvel movie month. Oh, it's coming maybe later this year. (laughs) You forgot February? (laughs) Forgot you were. (laughs) By the way, Drew, have you heard or seen the movie Dr. Mordred? The name sounds vaguely familiar. Okay. Uh, It's a 1992 movie. The it's, favor that was Shockma. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, picture it. 1992. Sicily. No. Uh, okay. Full Moon Features had the right. Oh, I'm already sold. I No, no, you don't have to say yeah, anymore. Oh, I'm oh, already oh, sold. But there's more, Drew. There's more. <laughs> but wait, there's they, more. They made a Doctor Strange movie. They had the they rights They had the Marvel. rights and everything. It was the early 90s. Everybody was bankrupt. You all remember that when you were kids, right? <laughs> and then at the last minute, they didn't have the rights for whatever reason. They didn't, I looked it up. They didn't renew them. Oh, okay. That's it. And so they're like, shit, we can't make this Doctor Strange movie. But we already have Jeffrey Combs on to play Doctor Strange and Brian Thompson to be the baddie. What are we going to do? Well, if we just change it to Doctor Mordred and that's basically it, that's the movie you get. <laughs> it is... Fantastic. Jeffrey Coombs as Doctor Strange as Doctor Mordred. And classically trained thespian Brian Thompson as the bad guy. You know, Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah! The alien manhunter from (laughs) X-Files! The Night Stalker from Cobra. (laughs) (laughs) And others. Okay. But yeah, anyway, Tubi. Check it out, guys. There's some really fun shit. The guy who kissed Oliver Reed and... Uh, Hard to Kill, I think, was the name of that movie. (laughs) Guys, I'm sure that's on Tubi, too. And if that's not, it needs to be. (laughs) That movie was crazy, and that scene only got crazier. Coming soon, Brian Tomptuary. Okay. Uh, Where were we? Oh, yeah. Brian Sepp Thompson? (laughs) And Kate Blanchett as Marissa Wiggler. Who's she, Steve? Um, is she the great one in Doctor Strange? Actually, now that I think about it, <laughs> no, she, no, 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 or is that Tilda? That's Swinton? um, that's Tilda Swinton. I always get them mixed yeah. up. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> She's the one who's not Tilda Swinton. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> If Tilda's busy, Kate's your girl. Oh, no, she's in Lord of the Rings. Duh, she's, uh... She's Galadriel. Galadriel, that's her name. <laughs> she's, uh, Elf Chick. Yeah, not she's Tyler. Orlando Bloom. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> she's Galadriel in Lord of the Rings. She's Hela in Thor Ragnarok. That's right, Hela. Okay. Uh, Olivia Williams in this movie. Jason Fleming. Uh, other people pop up. It's gonna be great. <laughs> but guys... If you're interested, this movie is free on Peacock, along with all the WWE stuff, so you can check that stuff yeah. out. I think it's like five bucks a month. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, we, you, get, you guys can watch the old uh, Royal Rumbles and the old uh, SummerSlams, and we can play the game, uh, are more of these people alive or dead? <laughs> it's There's a cutoff, and it's more recent than you'd think. 
Oh boy. No. <laughs> Drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> and the ones that are still alive, you can find them on Cameo. Yes, this is brought to you by. <laughs> oh, Steve. New <laughs> drinking game. We pull up a 90s Royal Rumble. You take a shot every time a wrestler who's dead uh, comes on screen. <laughs> I'm going to need some Drew Shine for that one. Mmm. <laughs> All right, so the movie starts off. In this super bleached white of, I guess, Norway or something. I don't know. Did they ever say exactly where uh, Hannah, and, uh, Hannah and Eric Banana grew up? Or <laughs> uh, so they are in a forest in Finland. Okay, it's uh, Hannah, Hannah tells the little uh, British chick that she is uh, from Germany. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. But uh, we see this, uh, this girl in the forest and... You know, with the kind of trees passing by and she kind of disappears and reappears and she's stalking this reindeer and then she pulls out the bow and the deer goes running off and then it eventually falls down. She's chasing behind and she walks up on it, pulls out a gun and says, I just missed your heart. Pop, 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 title card, Hannah. Woo! At that point, I'm already in. Um. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. The the after the after that whole sequence on the title card, and then immediately, you know, she's she's field dressing the reindeer, and suddenly all you hear is "You're dead. I've killed you." And then just scream, slice, slice, punch, punch, like fight, fight, fight. And then he you know throws her to the ground and says like, "Take the deer back yourself." And then I checked the time, and I'm like, "This is three and a half minutes into this movie." Yep. <laughs> solid, solid intro. Yeah, yeah, it gets oh, yeah. you too. Yeah, because it's you know Eric Bana, the two thousand three Hulk. He's there fighting her. Yeah, yeah. and perfect for uh, Hannah, Anna, Columbiana, Eric Bana. <laughs> yeah, Anna, Anna, Fofana. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of female assassin movies with this kind of a title, guys. And you're gonna listen to all of them this month. Yay! <laughs> yeah, so she uh, drags the deer back on a sled, and uh, we get back to this little cabin in the woods in Finland. And, uh, yeah, there's a whole, a whole bunch of them talking back and forth mm-hmm. in, like, I don't know, eight different languages, it seemed. Like, no, no, tell me to, tell me to screw off in Spanish, or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> And now Finnish, and Russian, and, yeah. And then we get, uh, I, I don't know, basically like a montage of, like, them training, and, uh, I, I don't know, I, I, homeschooling, basically, just going over, like, a bunch of, like, fun animal facts and stuff like that, and, uh, yeah, there's like grim fairy tales, all kinds of fun stuff. Oh yeah, and there's constantly the thing where okay, like you have to be prepared even when you're sleeping. Drew, what happens when she's sleeping? What happens when she's sleeping? Yeah, is she tested at some point? Oh, oh, got you. Okay, yeah. So this whole you're right. The whole montage of the training and he's repeating facts to her, and it's like always be prepared, always be on your feet, always you know. Etc. And he does repeat, you know, even when you're sleeping and she's always saying, like, I'm ready. Like, I want this now. Like, I'm ready to go. And he's like, I don't know, maybe maybe a little bit longer, but you are getting stronger. And he does. He like bum rushes her in the middle of the night and then they do get out again in front of the fireplace. And he kind of he kind of concedes and he's like, all right, yeah, yeah, you're ready. <laughs> well, it's easy to concede when I, I think she has like the knife to her throat and she's like, see, I'm ready. <laughs> he's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So then, uh, 
Yeah, like the next day or something, she sees an airplane flying by. Like, oh my god, did you see it? Oh my god, it was beautiful. Holy shit, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. And, uh, it was really interesting, like the way she responds. Like she just like looks at it, fascinated, and then like she shrieks, and then she comes back and she's like, "Did you see it? Did you hear it? It was like thunder." Yeah, What's like, that? Is that her first time seeing it? Or you know, like, it, well, I mean, you notice. I mean. Not spoiler ahead, but like a lot of the things that she encounters on her, you know, I mean, essentially it, this this is like a road movie. Oh, yeah. And I mean, she encounters so many things that you realize how isolated she has been kept from the outside world. Yeah, even like, right. Like just in a town where there's, you know, a couple dozen people or whatever in a square. She's like, holy shit, overstimulation. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, she's, she, I don't know, I thought she was pretty good taking it all in and just kind of, you oh, know, like, not yeah. letting her brain explode or whatever. But uh, but at this point, uh, she comes home after seeing the plane, and uh, Eric Bana pulls out, like, this old transmitter or something with, like, a switch and a little red blinky light on it, apparently. And he's like, alright, when you're sure, you flip this switch, and they'll come pick you up, but make sure that you're sure that you're ready. Because he says something like, She'll come after you, and that, and she'll come after you until you're dead, or the other way around. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm intrigued, I'm in, I'm in. So yeah, they're like, a, I don't know, a couple days later or whatever, Eric's going hunting, and he's like, you want to come with me? And she's like, no, I think I'll uh, just stay home today. And he's like, all right, cool, goes off hunting, and she flicks the switch. And it instantly sends a beacon to, was it FBI or CIA? I, I couldn't quite tell what organization it was. I think it's, uh, I think it's part of the organization that Marissa Vigler works for. Yeah. So, I mean, it might be like CIA black ops because obviously he was something very secretive yeah. because he's been having to hide from her the entire time. And I mean, as soon as she flips that switch, I mean, she just utters the phrase like, come and find me. And I mean, she she's oh, my God, I, I love it. It's like you're taunting a blinking light. And I feel like the light should be scared of her. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, we basically find out that uh, I guess this Marissa played by Kate Blanchett, uh, she's uh, Eric's handler. And we get a whole backstory of like, oh, yeah, he was special ops, has like, I don't know, 87 confirmed kills, uh, then went rogue and missing 12 years ago or something like that when her. Uh, you know, apparently killed his wife or something. I don't think we get that much into it, but but it's like, oh yeah, he's a rogue agent. We need to go get him. And yeah, basically Eric's like packing up uh, back at the cabin. He's like, okay, or you know the plan. We're gonna meet up at this place at this time. Make sure you remember everything and do exactly as we planned. It's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then like SEAL Team Six goes in at night to try to assault this cabin and you know get him out of there. And there's just this little girl in there. Like, wait. Wait, wait, where, where's Eric? Where's Eric Heller? And then, uh, basically within a few seconds, there's like five dead bodies on the ground. <laughs> and, and then the next wave come in and they're like, all right, all right, chill, chill, chill. And they take her away. I mean, she, she's sitting in like the loft as they come yeah. in, like, you know, looking around going like, what's happening? Oh, God, Frank and Ben are on the ground. Look up and she's just sitting there kind of like swinging her legs, <laughs> looking at him down. I mean, just... I, it's so intimidating and you kind of realize like, why did we not get this fight? Why did we not see her take down like, you know, 
specially ops trained men. It's okay, Drew. We're going to get a bit of it in here throughout the movie. So oh, yes, we are. Get, get get the anticipation going, you know. This is true. This is true. So we then got to a holding cell and she's being interrogated by some creepy smiling dude. Um, and she's noticing that there's like these little cameras all over the room. And she's like, wait, are these cameras? I've actually never seen one in person, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> but then she gives like the Latin origin of like what the word camera means and like when it was first used. Because that's what he and trained I mean, her for. Yeah. I, exactly. I just love how like smart she is and how random, you know, inputs of knowledge that she's memorized, which I swear to God has to come from like just that one book that was probably the only thing that the dad grabbed when running away later on mm -hmm. but uh but yeah so she's there and she's like i need to talk to marissa vigler and uh, of course marissa's listening and she's like all right fine uh yeah t t tell her you'll get her and then fake marissa comes in and is like hi hannah i'm marissa how can i help you <laughs> tell me how you how, where you met my father and of course uh real marissa's like on an earpiece and telling her like oh yeah it was alexandra plots in berlin and it was raining and he smells like uh, i don't know musk i don't know something like that so the way they <laughs> shot this scene i couldn't tell if hannah knew there was an earpiece or not yeah. i think she kind of did i think it's she a tail did, end but then later like much later almost to the point where like you forget you find out she sent message. Uh, she sent a card to her dad saying that the witch is dead. So she she thought she mm. killed her. So maybe I mean maybe we're led to believe that maybe she thinks it, but uh, I I think it, you're right. It does almost give the implication that she can maybe be trained and enough where she does hear the delay in like a message, and then the woman repeats it. It's like. Uh, tell him, or tell her I, I met him outside of a newsstand. I met your father outside of a newsstand. Uh, it was raining. It was raining outside. By the way, let's talk about Marissa and fake Marissa's accent that they're doing. Is this supposed oh, to be like gosh. a, like a Southern, like Tennessee twang? Kind yeah, it's of thing? So they're like both Southern thing, but they're both terrible at it. <laughs> they're both. Yeah, it's both Southern. But I mean, even the fake Marissa is like, she's like extra Southern. Yeah. And it's, it's to the point. It's like, I'm Marissa. How you doing, darling? Where am I? You're in a safe place, honey. Well, the gal can't be Kira Sedgwick, am I right? Mm. <laughs> Flawless. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, you get the whole story, and Hannah starts crying. <laughs> and they're like, uh, okay, this is weird. And she, like, goes up and hugs fake Marissa. And, and, then, and then instantly Marissa, the real Marissa, is like, abort, abort, get out of there, abort. <laughs> Oh my god, the fake crying and like the hugging and I'm like, oh, maybe she really is upset or maybe this is all part of it. And then I see the legs wrap around the woman's waist yeah. and I'm like, oh, she's dead. She's so dead. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, so we get a nice little like neck snap and crushing. And then as the guards are like coming into the container, uh, Hannah's like fucking tossing them across the room and firing guns. And <laughs> And then she's running through this uh, th this bunker or whatever, just evading cameras and you know taking out guards here and there. And ba basically, it's like a like a weird like music video kind of setting. Like it has like the flashing lights and the the flashing lights confused me because I didn't really understand exactly the choice for that to happen because there's nothing discernible to give the audience an understanding exactly what 
is making the flashes. I mean, it's not like she, you know, short-circuited an electrical panel or something. Yeah, so I, I think it's, it's just supposed to be, like, disorienting and also, like, yeah, you know, I get make, that, yeah. make otherwise hiding in a corner a little more intense kind of a thing, but... <laughs> hmm. But yeah, it works, and, uh, yeah, so we get a couple minutes of her, like, you know, people be, like, running past her, but she's, like, hiding behind a pillar or, you know, down in a little crevasse or something. And then, uh, then she crawls up a pipe to get to, like, a little air vent busts it open, and hops up out of there, and... Damn it, she's in the middle of the desert. She's never been here before. She's only been in Finland. What is this? Is this Uh, the opposite of the desert? And then, uh... Right? Oh, no, my... Heat, my my mortal enemy! (laughs) Where where is my snow? (laughs) And then, uh, some Humvees come driving by, and, uh, apparently they don't see the open... I don't know... (laughs) sewer portal or whatever she's popping up out of but uh she grabs the bottom of one of them apparently going 60 miles an hour and i'm like well she's dead right nope she's just hanging on the bottom of a humvee (laughs) i mean i mean it's the suspension of disbelief you're like okay she's just that good but then i'm just like there's no way no freaking way yeah i'm like oh oh wow they buried the lead she's a robot right (laughs) that's the only explanation (laughs) well more on that later but uh, eventually she like rolls off of the Humvee and just kind of goes wandering off into the desert for a bit. Meanwhile, we see Marissa. She's like burning some folders and it says like Galinka or something on it. So it's like, Oh, what's she trying to hide? Uh, whatever. And then we get a nice little flashback to Marissa basically killing Hannah's mom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's apparently in lying in wait for Eric and Hannah's mother and baby Hannah in the back of the car where Marissa comes out from behind a billboard, fires her gun a couple of times at the oncoming car. The car crashes. She goes up running up to the car to, I guess, try and finish the job, only to see the trio running off into the woods. But, of course, she, she shoots and hits Hannah's mom, falls to the ground, comes upon her, and she just utters the phrase, she will never be yours. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> Hannah, no wait, no, 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 no they're title cards. Sorry, <laughs> jump in the gun. Uh, That's all it's gonna be. Pop, 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 mom. <laughs> yeah, mama. <laughs> so yeah, then uh, then we cut back to present day, and Hannah's in the middle of the desert, and she uh, runs into some random English kids. Okay. Okay, can we can we just take a moment to establish that the daughter Johanna is the most annoying fucking girl on the planet? Oh, like, I feel absolutely. like she's such a realistic interpretation of a thirteen-year-old. A spoiled. Oh God, no! Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is and this is money. This is clearly why I do not teach junior high because if I had kids like her as my students, I I would roll in glass. Because, jeez, uh, she's so annoying. So annoying. True. Can you not speak English? It's okay if you can't. <laughs> I've been thinking about being a lesbian. Or like, wait, what? What the hell are but you I talking really about, But I wouldn't really be, like, like, married to a man, though. And we would probably just hold hands. And, you know, it's fine. Because M.I.A. is a pop star. And she's from Sri Lanka or something. Oh, Christ on a cracker. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, someone who won't tell me to shut the fuck up every time I'm in a room. Ew, vomitorium. <laughs> well, Drew, you have to look at it from her angle. I mean, her parents are Dr. Jekyll from League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and Mrs. Darling from Peter Pan 2003. So. Right. 
I like Dr. Jekyll from League. Oh, and I enjoy Mrs. Darling from <laughs> Peter Pan 2003. By far the best part of that movie, but... It's, it's true. And, and, and Drew, you and I here, in the world, we're the mi- minority, but on this podcast right now, we're the majority who enjoy the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Look, <laughs> I enjoy it. I know it's not the greatest movie ever. It's... <laughs> It's it's a very fun movie, but I mean, unfortunately, it also was the end and last movie for Sean Connery. You know what, though? It feels fitting. Like, where he started? Yeah. Mm. Like, it feels Is like it? things go full circle. If it, if it went full circle, it would have come back around and given us a sequel that we all deserved. To Zardoz? No, no, baby. He would have showed up for one last entry in Highlander Endgame or whatever. Or The Source. <laughs> the Source. That's See, the one. You know they don't... They, there's no movie in the world that has that kind of uh, sexual harassment budget. Uh, Christopher Lambert and uh, Adrian Paul and Sean Connery? Oh my god. Which one's the bad guy? Anyway. The Legends of Doom. Oh. oh gosh, this this girl, uh, the girl who played Johanna was in the... Uh, the new M. Night Shyamalan film, Old. Oh, of course <gasps> she was. Steve. She's old enough to be one of the moms, right? <laughs> it must be. Uh, babe, by the way, that should be arriving tomorrow. Oh, Thanks, God. Netflix DVD. That means we're going to watch it? <sighs> means You're the one who put it on our fucking Netflix list. It didn't babe, just magically appear remember, in there. Remember, Brandon I... and Nathan apparently want us to be on an episode. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. We'll, we'll see about that. I, I still haven't seen it and I don't know if I want to that's I, like I like Steve was like hey what do you think of old and I'm like I think I'm never gonna see it <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think of it good luck M. Night <laughs> good luck M. Night I'm gonna continue to try and justify the village <gasps> speaking of village <laughs> we then go to a village in Morocco as Hannah finds <laughs> civilization and people for the first time and camels and all kinds of shit and she's just oh. finds this nice little hotel with this sweet moroccan man who's like who just puts her up yeah it's just like oh yeah i got this uh this back room we usually have a housekeeper kind of sleeping in uh, if you want to stay there for the night no charge and you know it's one of those rooms that have luxuries like a television and electricity and she has never seen this before and, so fascinated by it and i really like this scene where like she hears like the buzzing and the fluorescent lights and all that and it's like really loud and amplified and it's like a sensory overload to her just oh yeah yeah i don't know it's 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 too, it's too much and I, I mean but i also love the conversation that she has with him before she goes into the room and she starts speaking uh no no she asks are you arab and he says i'm moroccan and then she starts speaking moroccan and he's all like you you can speak this, and she's like, "Of course I can." Yeah, you but know, I prefer. She starts speaking but Arabic, I prefer and Japanese. She's saying how like I really enjoy Arabic and I really enjoy Japanese because they both feel really right. big. And he's just like, right. "Wait, you speak this?" Right, and he's he's just like, "What? What? what where are you from? Where are your parents?" And I mean, but you're right. Like the whole scene transitioning into the back room, it's too much for her. And then she's like sensory overload, running out trying to escape. Bumps into Johanna again, who does her little speech of like. Oh my god, I thought I'd be a lesbian, but I think we'll just hold hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I love how every time like, somebody's like, where are you from? She's like, I am from Leipzig, Germany, and we have 0.7 million peoples, and oh. our prime exports are this and this. And or, my best friend, friends are Hans and, Le- and Ludwig. And I have a dog named Trudy. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's like, <laughs> okay, cool life story, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, in a weird way, feels just like an awkward 13-year-old as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you were just... Well, I mean, if you bumped uh, into she a would kid have in a to. market and they just said that to you, are you like, oh, this kid is a secret ops agent? Or are you like, that's just a weird kid? I'm not talking to no kids. <laughs> you know this. I think a lot of kids, I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's still done, but I mean, I know when I was younger, like... You know, kids were taught to memorize like their home address and their phone number should they get lost. But I mean, especially for her, she has no social skills. Yeah. The only person she's been around is her dad. And he's the Hulk. <laughs> and he's <laughs> I know, she's had to fight a Hulk the whole time. I know, and just think, before this movie, she lived underground in City of Ember. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's why she's an albino, because she's really a chud. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, going going from that scene where she meets the parents and they're having dinner and they ask about, you know, her mom says, my mom is dead. Oh, good one, dad. Oh, I'm no, sorry, I, Hannah. I, the, no, the way that went down was so good. I was like, uh, that's so like, great. Oh, my yeah, what my did mom you... <laughs> passed away. What did she pass away from? Like three, three bullets. bullets. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just, and it's just like a choke of like, what? And it's, she's just so calm about it. She's like, why? What happened? What's wrong? Right? It's just she, a fact. Who, who explains that? I mean, like, unless he is so dead set of like never lying to her, you know? I mean, just like, how did mom die? Uh, mom, mom was sick. What killed her? One of the stuff well, the bullet, the, the bullets head. made her sick. Yeah, <laughs> three bullets made gave her pneumonia. Um, <laughs> Too many holes in her head. It's an issue. It's probably how we're gonna die. Spoiler. No wait. Um, ah! <laughs> it's family curse. You know. Uh, anyway, um, what happens? Here? Oh yeah. So, all right. So then we have a scene where Marissa goes to some weird like Christmas bar, or they're practicing for some play, and there's a bar. I I didn't know what this place was exactly, but um. Basically, she talks to the this uh, this damn near albino dude and is definitely two albino friends and is basically like, hey, Wait. so you remember Eric and uh, <laughs> the girl? Uh, I need you to like find them and take care of them. And they're like, oh, okay. I, I, I love how he's he's not surprised. He's not surprised when she comes to him and says like, Eric's still alive. And he's like. Of course he is. Yeah. Oh, sure. oh so he's it's come like, back. Of he's yeah, still that alive. was basically like, oh yeah, okay. So now he wants us to chase him. Basically, all right. Right. I mean, it's it's not till later on, but the guy that she you know she hires to like go and find Hannah, he has to be one of the most like perfect and creepy, nonchalant like assassins in the world who calmly whistles as he is hunting you down. It is so off-putting, and I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, and he's this big, bad assassin or whatever. I mean, he could have been played by, like, uh, oh my god, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman or something. Like, just kind of unassuming, like, just kind of average-looking dude. But yeah, like wearing like an '80s German tracksuit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He could have been like I don't know, backup keyboardist for Kraftwerk or something. You know, like, <laughs> just kind of blend into the background kind of guy. But yes, yeah, so what happens from here? Oh, yeah, they get the whole scene with the the family. Um, it, it, eventually, the the family or whatever drive off, and uh, 
Uh, Hannah kind of sneaks into the back of their van as they're driving off. Um, and the three guys show up at the hotel and uh, uh, fortunately interrogate that nice hotel guy. Oh. And uh, spoiler alert, he ends up dead. So but they ch- sad. But they check the security cameras and they see her like hopping in the back of the van. So they're like, all right, cool. Uh, what direction were they going? Uh, I, th- I think he said uh, they were taking the ferry to Spain or something. Cool. Thank you. Pop, pop. You know. No, well, not even Papa. No, no. Remember, he he jabs a pen oh, into his oh, neck. That's right. Like, oh yeah, can I borrow your pen? Oh, yes, of course. Oh my God, yeah. jeez. Yeah. He see, he was so sad because he's just being beaten up and interrogated, and the Moroccan guy's like, "She was here. She was nice. Right? Like, what do you want?" <laughs> yeah, you don't have to kill me. I'll tell you whatever I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so nice guy finishes last and. <laughs> Yeah, so, and we see, like, little scenes of, like, you know, Hannah kind of sneaking in the, uh, what, what, what do they call the trunk? The the boot of the van. Uh, but the, the little brother, he, he sees that she's in there, and he's like, shh, I'll keep your secret, that kind of thing, as they're, like, driving down the road, playing it. The, the parents are kind of hippies, right? Like, they're just kind of road tripping all I think the, the kids. Yeah, I think the mom is definitely more of, like, the free spirit she's, than the dad. She's the free spirit, and the dad is the money, and, yeah. Yeah. It's a Dharma and Greg situation. Like the lawyer married the free spirited hippie and shenanigans. And right. Scene, and now they've got two kids. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> they have I mean, she's, she's super smart, right? Credit card. <laughs> yeah. She's super smart, right? Because don't they say that she has like two doctorates or something? Yeah. yeah. And uh, she's yeah, free spirited. Yeah. yeah. Psychology and herbal psychology. No, I don't know. <laughs> See if it's acupuncture and herbal medicine. Mm, there we go. Uh, see what happens here. Oh yeah, so Eric uh, gets the postcard from Hannah that says the witch is dead, and he's like, "Excellent." And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, what happens from here? Yeah, Hannah sneaks out of the van, and they're at some. Uh, I don't know. This is like a European KOA or like a hostile camping ground, basically. But yeah, yeah it like, seems like a camping ground. Yeah, it's like like an RV camper ground. Everybody there is on vi- on holiday, and they're in Spain. They're gonna go find some Spanish boys. Yeah, yeah. So Hannah like runs over to the pool, like starts washing her face, and of course Johanna's there, like, "Oh my God, are you like totally well, she's following drinking me?" The water. She's drinking the water. I don't think she understands like oh, what a yeah, pool yeah. is. Yeah, she was drinking. I mean, she might understand what a lake is. So, so to her, it's all like, "Oh, I'm totally gonna drink this water. Why is it burning?" <laughs> <laughs> Hmm, it's really saltier than it is in Finland. Must be Spain. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, sees the girl, um, and they're like, "Oh, look, how about those cute Spanish boys over there?" And they instantly go mopeding with them. And oh, like, oh, oh, no, no, no! So what it is is, uh, uh, Joanna's like, "Oh my God, are you like stalking me?" And Hannah, and she, and then is, and then Joanna like puts it together and is like, "Oh my God, that you you were the one making the noises in our camper. You were like hiding in the overhead the whole time." And Hannah's like, like you... you broke the sunroof. Yeah, and and and, uh, and Hannah's like, are you gonna tell on me? And she's like, no. If you promise to be my best friend and help me go pick up some boys, yeah, right? Pretty much. <laughs> Which again feels like thirteen year old old girl logic of being somebody who was a thirteen year old girl and was around these kinds of girls. Unfortunately, it it seems like such a weird deviation because she knows she has to be somewhere yeah. and she knows she has this mission to do, but. To randomly like go off on this little like side quest to <laughs> well because she knows she has a like, mission Vespa but she, around she she knows she has a mission but you have to remember she thinks she's killed like the big baddie 
Yeah, so she's got a few True. Days, so she, know. like, okay. she also has never been out in the world before. Yeah, I mean, she is enjoying that little moped Vespa ride a little bit more than you think that someone should. She, she's like a dog sticking her head out the window, like, just enjoying the breeze and everything. And then we get another scream, like she screamed at the uh, the airplane. Yeah. And the boy's like, are, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, why? Are you scared? What? Of, of what? what? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I love, of what? But, I, oh, man, the, the same way they come up in the fire and, and, like, the group surrounding and they start playing the guitar and singing. Oh, doing a full fucking flamenco number. Dude, I was I, feeling that scene. Oh, so good. I desperately wanted more of, like, a focus and a close-up on her just listening and taking in the music. But that, unfortunately, that's not what we got. But I mean, if there was ever an example of her to listen to music and truly appreciate it, because she wanted to know what music was like, what does music feel like? I mean, Guys, if the you first know example what music is check out a flamenco routine. It is immersive. You got yeah. You got the you know, chubby little Spaniard guy with his twelve string guitar, ding, 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 ding. and then you got ladies just doing it, fill, filling the spirit. So that's what, so like Drew said, like you kind of want it to focus on Hannah, but I think the, like the goal of the scene was to show you that like, it's not just her like being fully immersed and into it. Like everyone is Yeah. like everyone's Mm. being like, she's part of the group at this moment. She's not an outsider. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like everyone's having this emotion. I don't, I don't know. That's what I got from it. Yeah, I can do it. Well, then we, uh, we get a little later. Her and uh, one of the cute Spanish boys are just kind of, you know, sitting over in the corner, just not really looking at each other, but, you know, glances, then awkward, oh, oh, no. And then, uh... Are you going to kiss me? I mean... <laughs> are we going to kiss now? I mean, if you, would, if you would like me to, I don't want you to feel I have to. Kissing muscles re- require this many muscles in, in this specific muscle, because <laughs> yeah. this is the one to, to pucker the lips... And, and, and okay, we're going in. Yep, going in. And power slam. <laughs> ah! I was totally waiting for him to, like, literally snap his neck. Right? And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, oh okay, <laughs> she held up. She held up. <laughs> snap his neck, body falls to the ground, and she just looks over. Not on the first date. Yeah. <laughs> no means no. And then everybody's like, hey! Fre- okay, fresh. going to snap her neck, but Joanna happens to come around the corner and is like, oh, my God, you're a freak. What are you doing? I know. I love, I love on the ground. Do I let him go? As opposed to what? Yeah. Yes, let him go. <laughs> but also, I like, 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 Joanna's a good friend here. Like, as much as she's kind of shitty, like, she's not mad at Hannah. She's, like, surprised by the situation. But she's, like, not mad at her. She's just sort of, like, almost just, like, mocking her a little bit. It's like, don't ruin this, please. <laughs> oh, my God. You're, of course you body slam a boy. Oh, come on. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Joanna's like much calmer about the situation than I would be if I watched my friend body slam a boy into the ground. What? Right. He's never done that. <laughs> oh god damn it! Maybe I'm the Hannah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, oh, we also see that um, they get back to the camp, and the uh, the three albinos chasing Hannah basically just miss them by like. They seconds. find the brother instead. He's in the tent. I thought that was a little later. This this is the Sandman. Go back to sleep. <laughs> creepy, creepy German assassin. Right? <laughs> oh, and then we get uh, another sad scene. We uh, we see Marissa going to uh, what ends up being Grandma's house as she's listening Aww. to tapes from Hannah's mom from many years ago. 
and Marissa's <laughs> okay. So the the grandma, you know, they're speaking uh, German, and <laughs> you know, they give this whole back and forth of like, you know, well, I knew this day would come, blah blah blah. You know, have you seen Hannah? Yeah, she looks just like her mother or something like that. Blah blah blah. But when the grandma does the face waterfall of the picture of hmm. Hannah's mom, I'm, I'm like, oh no, face waterfall. <laughs> it's part of the face off universe <laughs> she she knew she was going to be shot oh yeah 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 yep, so she was killed i mean we get a little scene back at camp and uh yeah we get a little scene so, between hannah and johanna and they're like under the blankets like whispering to each other and uh, basically hannah's like i i i have secrets I, I but i can't tell you for your own safety and blah 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 and you know they exchange little charm bracelets and they're best friends now Drew, what happens? Oh, because they're good friends, she seals it with a kiss. Hannah's <laughs> first kiss. Yep. But, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a genuine, like, I'm glad you're my friend. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. well, that's just it. It's a really sweet scene where it's like, hey, thank you for being my friend. And like, of course, you're my friend as well. And then they start going in for the kiss, and I'm like, okay, Wait, and then I'm thinking, wait, did this person do Pan 2015 or Peter Pan 2003 of the weird sexualization of kids? There may be a trend here. Uh, <laughs> so no, no, this is just some... like a like like very like innocent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. It's it's very yeah. It's very innocent with it. Actually, something that now just occurred to me when you were talking about Grandma's house and she was listening to the tapes that kind of like backward, if I can go backwards just a bit, when she meets the German guy in the bar for the first time and pays him to go find Hannah, his last words to her, to Marissa, before she leaves, he asks, how did she turn out? And Marissa says, you know, did she turn out as good as you had hoped? And Marissa says, better. Yeah. And now in the tapes, you hear that the mom is in some sort of like, you know, experiment and it's going to be good for you know humanity make healthier babies make healthier babies and yeah it's interesting because when she was in the holding cell and they were testing her blood they oh. the scientists are all like oh hey this can't be right and he's all like no 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 that sample must have been contaminated run yeah. it again yeah and that and that's when i was thinking oh my god she really is a robot cuz you know she grabs the humvee like 3 <laughs> minutes later or whatever but, right, I mean, and she steals her DNA like research paper, and she keeps reading it. She's all like, "I understand what DNA is," but then she sees the status of the of the blood, and it says abnormal. <gasps> Abby normal. Abby normal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what happens for you? Okay, so the next morning, um, Hannah finds breakfast and throws a couple skin squirrels on the table. <laughs> I, <thought that> was, <laughs> I get breakfast, and I, I love just there's like, like it gets cut off, but you, you just see Joanna going, yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> and then uh Eric, we see him landing at Berlin Airport and uh, you know, walking out and mm -hmm. uh all clean cut and Eric Banner looking. <laughs> yeah. And uh we see there's like three or four guys like hiding behind pillars following him and tailing him. And they go down into the emptiest fucking subway I've never seen in a major metropolitan city right at the airport. <laughs> Fuck the Detroit subway would be more filled. Right. So then uh, there's these four guys in, you know, trench coats and all that, you know, looking looking very operative. And uh, they surround him. 
and Eric commences to beating the shit out of him. <laughs> And then uh, Eric gets a hold of one of the walkie-talkies where a guy is like, did you get him? <laughs> did you get him? Like, Vigler wants to see him now. She'll ID him. And he just gets on the walkie-talkie. Is that what she said? Is that so? Yeah, that's what she said. And I'm thinking, how do you not know what your own guys sound like? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like everybody sounds shitty on a walkie-talkie. And, and not only that, he said, yeah, that's what she said like 10 minutes ago. Or, you know, very specific <laughs> to... <laughs> Like, okay, well, she's alive, fuck, you know. <laughs> so yeah, we commence back to the road trip. Uh, I think they're driving from Spain to Italy or something, I don't know. And uh, Hannah realizes they're being tailed by uh, this little Volkswagen with three albinos in it. <laughs> and, uh, oh, okay, and then we get a scene where Marissa is, like, digging out her teeth with... Tell me what was going on here. Uh, we guess see where Marissa's like in the bathroom and she's got like this weird kit with like little chisels or whatever. She's like dig- trying to dig out one of her teeth. Well, no, no, no. I don't know if it was digging out one of her teeth. So you can tell that she takes very good pride in her dental. Okay. okay. Because in the beginning of the movie, she's brushing her teeth and she, you know, rinses and she looks in the mirror and she does that whole like. Ah. Okay. And you can see it's like perfectly white. Like, I mean, no gaps perfectly aligned like these are these are pristine teeth yeah, yeah. okay okay so, and so now now whatever but she was using like like screwdriver she, well, well i mean so she has <laughs> the brush head and then she has like a plaque remover and so i think she's getting so stressed and so nervous wow. that she started like going back and cleaning her teeth but she's doing it too hard and too rough and that's causing her gums to bleed because she's so, okay. like, worked up about all of this. Okay, because that's kind of what I pulled from the scene. But at the same time, it looked like she was using a screwdriver head. So I'm like, wait, is she trying to pop out her tooth because there was, like, a locator or something in it? <laughs> she's like, okay, I guess I'm going <laughs> to pop in this arsenic tooth. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> Just in case the Baron Harkonnen looms over me. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> Dune reference achieved. That's right. Uh, but then uh, there's a there's there's a little call in her room. Hello, surprise, bitch! It's me, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise, motherfucker! motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk smash! Anyway. Honey, Hulk I'm call home. collect. Anyway. <laughs> but then, uh, why don't you ever call me? I've been trying. You don't answer collect calls. <laughs> but then she's like, "Oh, that's great, Eric. Where are you?" And then we, we see there's like a guard like kind of walking in the background and she's like, shh, he's on the phone, he's on the phone, you know, that kind of thing. And then uh, the guard, I guess the guard like two, hears a knock or something, like goes to check. The two door. seconds later, pow, pow, pow. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking plow, like shotgun blast through the door, kills the guard. And then, yeah, there's like a little shootout where she's like hiding behind the couch and he's like shooting through the door at first, right? Like with the first five or six shots. Yeah. Yeah, he's shooting through the door, and she's also shooting through the door. And but then I guess he starts kicking it, and he gets like a gun inside and starts shooting again. And Marissa's like back down into a corner behind a couch or something, and she has to like tell herself like, "Get up, get up, and move." Yeah, and uh, it ends up going out the window. And then uh, then what happens? Oh yeah, so we're back on the road, and uh, the van with the family and Hannah and everybody, they pull over. Because uh, 
I forget why they pulled over. The mom was she lost. couldn't. The, oh, that's right. The mom, yeah, she couldn't read the map, and Hannah kept saying like, "Don't stop." Yeah. Don't don't do not stop. That's right. I, I was like, "How can you be lost? You're on the fucking freeway." There's literally a sign every five kilometers saying how far you are from the next major town. You know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, so they pull over. Yeah, the 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 car of course pulls up right behind him too, and then Hannah looks at Johanna and says, "Whatever you do." Don't follow me. Okay. And then, like, opens up the back of the van and goes running off. And the three guys go chasing after her into uh, basically all these giant port crates. Like a a whole, I don't know, port, I guess. It's like a, yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's a port. Yeah, seaport storage. And then, uh, yeah, basically a whole chase through there. And she ends up fighting the three guys. And, I don't know, fillets one of them right in front of Johanna because, okay, (laughs) Did Johanna follow her or did like... She must have. She must have followed her there because there's no way she probably would have even caught up in time. She must have left like five seconds afterwards because, I mean, she is right on top of them when they start that fight. Well, here's the thing, because she goes running off into the crates or whatever and the two guys chase her and the third one runs up to the family and is like, quiet, you know? And I think then is when he, like, grabbed the girl and, like, brought her with him before he ended up getting filleted. But then it was like... Did he? Okay, I don't remember that. that, That's that's the only thing I could have guessed, because... So, I mean, well, no, because I I don't think so, because, I mean, the the guy that she slices up and fillets is the dude who was on the motorcycle who was waiting on the overpass. And you have this giant pile of uh, sunflower seeds beneath him, so you know he's been sitting there for hours. Oh, yeah, true. It wasn't one of the albino guys. Yeah, that's right. Right. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, hijinks ensue. Uh, <laughs> um, hijinks and parkour on the, uh, shipping crates. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And it basically ends up with her like jumping into the water away from, you know, the, 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 Wh- the, the whistler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The whistler guy, <laughs> whistler's brother. We'll say, you know, uh, and then, uh, the, the family gets, uh, held hostage and they're basically interrogated by Marissa and the, the remaining guys. And, uh, Long story short, the little brother or whatever, apparently he overheard uh, Hannah and Johanna talking about, oh, yeah, I'm going to meet my father in Berlin at blah, blah, blah. And, at uh, Grimm's, like Grimm's house, Grimm's fairy tale. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Grimm's house. And uh, so he ends up basically dropping the dime. Drew, I have to ask, because the movie doesn't answer this. Is that family still alive? I want to say... No. (laughs) The logic in me says no. I mean, the logic in me says no, because, I mean, Marissa Vigler is, she's telling all the people like, honey, she's in a lot of trouble and we just want to help her. And you would have Whistler just whistling around, kind of like twirling his pipe while his creepy ass sidekick is dancing over the rooftops holding the light yeah, that was, yeah. no they're all dead they're all dead yeah, they're all dead in horrific ways like think clockwork orange type ways of dying yeah like i mean it, it, it would make sense they get the information that they need and now they can move on but they can't have witnesses sure as hell marissa can't have witnesses yeah yeah so uh, we, d- we don't see the act but yeah we can basically assume they're dead <laughs> I mean, she did say to the father, this is the time where I really hate my job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, that might also be conferred as this is where she lets him go because, no, you know. No, no. She's, she hates a, she's yeah. too good for that. And B, we're going to find out uh, soon. Oh, just a second. 
Pickles! Bad Pickles. Pickles is firmly on the shit list. Pickles has decided his new favorite game is if you tell him no, uh, he just goes and pees on something. Oh, that's cute. And what if I'm watching you? Yeah, and then he gets mad when we just lock him in a bathroom. Oh. If you're going to pee on something, you're going to pee on something in the bathroom. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, we find out um, later, it, we'll find out later here in the movie, Hannah's not going to know anybody who doesn't die. Everyone she comes in contact with dies. That's really, pickles! that's really true. Oh, God, Pickles. Do, do we need to throw him in a crate? I mean, the back room? Sorry, he's trying to pee under the Christmas tree because I kicked oh, him God. off my lap. Sorry, uh, but yes, yeah. Hannah's not allowed to have anybody to love. Yeah, Hannah, nice things. <laughs> All right, so now we're- yeah, I think oh, from here does she? Well, no, I think from that point on, I mean, is she? I think she eventually does make it. Wait, does she make it to uh, Grimm's house first, or does she go? Yep. Next stop. I think next stop is in Berlin. We go to Grimm's house. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The abandoned theme park. Oh my god! This abandoned like. Dino it's so slash cool. fairy tale land theme park. It's thing. so creepy too. Yeah. I love it. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she- I I wanted this guy that she had to meet up with, Mister Grimm. I wanted him to be like an ex CIA operative who almost like I I wanted him to have like a Riddler kind of personality with the way that he kills people. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's what I was getting from him. That's the head cannon I still have. Yeah, he uh, he saw a lot of shit in his day, and uh, you know, kind of went south mentally, and now he lives now in an he abandoned lives theme in park. An so. and he, but but he's yes. still super like solid and reliable, which oh, is yeah. why uh, Dad right, and Anna, right. like you know said like let's meet up here. But mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. he just uh, yeah he lives in his fairy tale world in the abandoned amusement park. Yeah, and uh, basically he has like a like a fake passport for her and like, oh yeah, basically we just need to take your pretty little picture and put it in here. And, Ooh, you want to see a magic trick? You know, that kind of stuff. Oh, and then he puts on the, the classical music and, uh, and of course it's like, oh man, great classical music. You know what that means? Cars pulling up. They're surrounded <laughs> by albinos with machine guns. And oh, babe, what happens? Uh, well, unfortunately, Mr. Grimm gets caught. Yeah. Mm, sad. Well, yeah, first off, yeah, I guess, like, Hannah, like, runs upstairs and, like, hides under the bed. And, uh, yeah, basically, they, like, kick down the door and beat up Mr. Grimm or whatever. Like, where's Eric? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, there's this really tense scene where, yeah, Hannah's, like, hiding under the bed. And uh, Marissa walks upstairs and, like, sits on the bed. And she's talking on the phone and says, yes, this is Marissa Vigler. And she's like, oh! <gasps> This is Marissa Vigler. This was my target. <gasps> my God, who did I kill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then when like Marissa like checks under the bed and Hannah's not there because she's like doing fucking uh, Mission Impossible thing, like hanging on the underside of the bed. I'm like, oh shit. Oh, just a great little scene, guys. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's good. It's good tension because while she's under the bed, like. You get word from the German Whistler assassin says like uh, he or Hannah. I can't forget exactly who she. No, no, it would be she like she thinks that Eric is her father. Oh, and and immediately Marissa starts like cackling like (laughs) (laughs) this. Yeah, that stupid little girl. 
And then, of course, as an audience, you're all like, okay, another puzzle piece. Ooh, where's this going? Yeah. Uh, but eventually Hannah, like, just sneaks out of the house and goes running off and through the park and basically to the nearest internet cafe to look up what DNA is and Eric Heller and get a little, you know, basically internet search montage for a bit. Yeah, Eric, uh, he gets to the house, the, 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 you know, gingerbread house in the middle of the park and, uh. Oh, oh, wait. And he sees he sees the German guy knocking, kind of like playfully knocking back an arrow, and then he overhears them say like, "Ah, well, off to grandmama's." Yep. Or off to grandmother's house, which is exactly where Hannah is going. Yep. And she goes there, and she sees like the blood on the ground, and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And then Eric walks in and is like, "Hello, Hannah," and she's like, "Tell me the truth. Are you my father?" He's like, in a way, aren't we all related? And he's, he's like totally pussyfooting around. Like, no, tell me. Right. me. He tells her, he's like, of course I'm your father. Like, I raised you, raised you and I love you. Yeah. Uh, but then he's like, okay, fine. You were born in Galinka Research Facility. They were trying to make the perfect soldier. They killed all the rest of you. And uh, basically I had to save you with your mom. And then uh, and then they fight. Oh, shit. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I tried to prepare you. And she's like, no, you lied to me. <laughs> it's like, I tried to prepare you for what? For the world. You did not prepare me for this. Yeah. And then, yeah, cars start pulling up. And they're basically like, run! <laughs> 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 Hannah, run! So Hannah runs off. She is heading back somewhere. We eventually find back to uh, Mr. Grimm's house. While Eric is out running and out chasing both Marissa and the Whistler and his albino henchmen. And then a fight in, I guess, like a, I don't know, Chernobyl like playground yeah. is <laughs> taking place. Yeah, it's definitely like an East Berlin playground that they're at. Yeah, <laughs> like pipes are pulled out and used as weapons, and then uh... there's a smoldering fire and like a broken down car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's fantastic. Great little set piece. And then uh, yeah, so after like yeah, some intense fighting where. Yeah, basically Whistler ends up getting a, like, pipe shoved down his throat or something, right? I think it's like a pipe, like, either down his throat or definitely, like, rammed it through his chest or something. The, yeah. The, the, yeah, like, through his sternum. Yeah, he gets, like, Vlad the Impalered or whatever. Yeah, 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 I think so, too, yeah. Yeah, then, uh, then Marissa shows up and she, you know, cheating, pulls a gun. And, uh, Pop. Eric's dead, falls on the merry-go-round where there's another dead dude. and The guy he killed her, uh, just minutes before she showed up. Yep, ask me what it means. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then, uh, right, then Hannah goes back to Mr. Grimm's and yeah, finds Mr. Grimm hanging upside down, dead as a doornail, and, uh, and pulls an arrow out of his corpse. Hmm, I wonder if that'll come back later. <laughs> to to which then she hears something, checks the window, and then there's Marissa Vigler like creeping in and looking through the window, kind of like having that look of like, I want to talk to you about your extended warranty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Avon hey, calling. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, they go running through the park and into like the forest and shit and down like a railroad tunnel. So it gets really dark. And then. I don't know, somehow Marissa got in front of her and is literally walking yeah. out of the big bad wolf's mouth. It's like a real... Oh, animal. it's so good. Yeah. When I first when I first saw this, I actually loved this, like, 
disorienting in and out chase scene through the park. And I absolutely yeah. loved just watching everything that was broken, but still there. And you can tell a history for it. But that wolf mouth, that wolf mouth, like I remember it just being cr- so incredibly creepy. And I and seeing it now again, it, it still it it still holds up for me. I love her just walking out, pointing the gun. Oh, such a moment. Indeed. And uh, Hannah's like, please, I don't want to hurt anyone anymore. And Marissa's like, you think you're going to hurt me? <laughs> I, I just want to talk. <laughs> yep. And then Hannah, okay, does she use like the string on her coat? Right. So, well, no, she, so she, remember she grabbed like a cord from one of the, um, I think it was like the, uh, what am I trying to say? Like the, like the lines at the bank, there was like a cord that connected. And so it must've been like elastic or something, but she grabbed it. And that's the elastic cord that she wraps around the arrow that she fires at uh, Marissa. The arrow she pulled out of the dead body of Mr. Graham. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yep, yep. yeah, she just kind of like motioned her arm and the arrow came flying out. I'm like, wait, she didn't toss it. So, and then I was like, oh, yeah, she was wearing a sweater. Maybe she used like the drawstring on her hood you, or something. I don't know. Yeah. You, you barely see it because it's so quick, yeah, but you can yeah. hear, you hear like the stretchy elasticity kind of noise yeah. before she fires as Marissa's screaming at her, don't you turn your back on me. So when Marissa gets shot and like goes running off into the tunnel, you know, bleeding or whatever. Oh, that's right. And uh, Hannah gets shot. Well, no. Too. Yeah, yeah. Han- well, they both get shot. So Hannah. Uh, so Marissa takes the arrow to the stomach. Yeah. And yeah. Hannah takes the arrow uh, or takes a bullet to her stomach. Hannah almost like I think walks over her. Yeah. And and leaves her there. Wait. No, because uh, Marissa like runs off into the tunnel. Oh, did she? Okay. I thought she fell. Right? Okay. Okay, I thought she fell over. I thought she walked over her. Yeah, uh, maybe I yeah, didn't Hannah, see her Hannah turn gets around. Shot like in the hip. Yeah, and falls down. But yeah, then she like gets up and yeah, like walks over. Marissa okay, yeah. See, I thought I thought Mar- I thought yeah. Marissa like fell over and she was just down, and so that's why I thought Hannah was like, I guess more comfortable or I guess feeling a little bit safer to just kind of step over and then continue on her way. Well, but dude, I guess Marissa cause she, gets back cause up. Hannah goes into the tunnel. And then, like, Marissa's already, like, climbing up that ladder and the stairs and stuff to get to the, the t- I guess, I, I guess the slide at the top of the Big Bad Wolf or something. I don't know. But, yeah, because that's how Marissa got up there is, like, she was being chased by Hannah, but they're both kind of injured. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, long story huh. short, they get up to the top. Uh, Marissa <laughs> falls down the ladder or the, the slide or whatever, but it's, it's one of those not good slides. Like, it's the one made for... I don't know, something on rollers or something. It's like, like all the way down. (laughs) And then uh, this is where we get the nice little thing where um, Hannah walks up, you know, she's got the gun now because yeah, uh, uh, what's her name? Marissa dropped it and she stands over her just like the beginning of the movie says, I just missed your heart. Pop, 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 Hannah. Yeah, I I, I do like the I do like the coming back to the first line. Yeah, guys, that's that's Hannah. Yeah, Drew, would you recommend this movie? I would very much recommend this movie. Yes. Excellent. How about you, babe? Yeah, I dug it. Are you uh, you excited for uh, Ladies Come First? So, <laughs> yes, I'm not. 
so like this is a very very specific genre of movie and it's not a genre of movie i it i feel very much like if i've seen one i've seen them all kind of with this so i don't have anything against this genre i'm wondering if it's gonna be like peter pan month and i'm just gonna get tired of it babe there'll be a slightly higher body count than peter pan month oh thank god (laughs) <laughs> yeah three recommends all around guys and check well, it out somehow less sexual trauma well <laughs> well we'll see we got a few coming up but, uh... <laughs> all right guys we're gonna take a quick commercial break oh man but when we come back we have more beer fun facts and what we learned from pop hannah <laughs> Hey everybody, are you looking for the perfect stocking stuffer for the holidays? Do you like supporting the arts? Well then you need to check out untidyvenus.etsy.com, the top one-stop shop that always pops her top. Are you a fan of dinosaurs, snacks, dinosaurs made out of snacks, movie monsters, unicorns, cats, dogs, rats, shrimp, Pokemon, tie-dye, paracord bracelets, paracord dog leashes, enamel pins, coloring books, block prints, watercolor, pet portraits? Buttons, magnets, stickers, bottle openers, artist trading cards, or really anything else that's awesome? Then stop on by untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. New items are popping up all the time, so be sure to follow her on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at untidyvenus. Or visit her website at izzycreates.com for the latest. Did I mention the Snackosaurs? How about Gary the Unicorns? Untidyvenus.etsy.com, the goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Check it out now. I love the smell of movies in the morning. There's no feeling in podcasts. There's no feeling in podcasts. This podcast will be quite operational when your friends subscribe. Feels. Real feels. Not the feels. Not the feels. Out of all the podcasts I've encountered, Real Feels was the most human. Hey, it's Drew. And Nathan. And Jack. Hey, guys, and we're the Real Feels Podcast. We come to you every other Wednesday with a brand new movie of a different genre every single time. So make sure to catch us on iTunes, Podbean, and any other podcatcher out there. You're the realist. And the feelist. Come to Yeha. Hi, guys. We interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait. Isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we... I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean. And you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. Hi, this is Ernie Hudson, Winston Zedmore from Ghostbusters, from Oz, The Hand That Rocks, The Cradle, The Crow, Grayson, Frankie, uh, Monroe Kelly, and Congo. You're a great white hunter, though I happen to be black. Steve, Izzy, just want to give you a shout out and let you know to someone that you are truly loved and appreciated, as you truly are amazing. If anyone has the tools and the talent, it's you. <laughs> just keep having fun, stay healthy, safe, and of course, always... 
keep on busting. And we're back. Oh my God, Steve, those are the greatest ads that have added in the history of adding. Oh, she said it. They get better every week. Yeah. Oh, babe. Oh, man, I don't know about you, but uh, I feel like I've been running around an abandoned dinosaur fairy tale theme park for <laughs> the last hour. Oh, well, good. Well, I have, in honor of this here movie, we have from you Winter Brewing here in Utah, Deer Valley Black Beer. Nice. B-I-E-R. Woo! Just like the deer at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and the opposite of all of the actors in this movie. See, at the time of this here recording, this beer is almost exactly two years old. Oh. Oh. What? Oh, uh, one year, babe. One year? 20? Oh, I guess one year. Yeah, because it's 21, babe. One year. Yes, it is 21. Uh... <laughs> I mean, it's early January 2022. Woo! All right, but I'm going to pop this top. Yeah. Oh, my top. Oh, he said it. And the pollen. Oh, it is the color of a stout. This is a black beer. It has a khaki colored head with lots of tiny bubbles. Tiny bubbles, and it's a black beer. Ooh, it smells really dry. It's a little like dark, uh, like coffee notes, roasty notes. Yeah, definitely. Steve's uh, got in for the sip. Yeah, kind of dry, but yeah, it's got the roasty notes, just nice smooth finish not like super hoppy or anything just yeah like a black pale ale kind of yeah pretty much yeah just nice like like roasty almost mm. a little smoky yeah, yeah definitely some like a little bit of smoked hop or smoked malts in there mm-hmm. yeah delicious you into brewing guys drew you uh you enjoying anything on your end I'm uh, I'm still drinking my Heineken because I'm not much of a beer guy, so one can last me. Ooh. My deepest condolences. He's more of a shine guy. <laughs> <laughs> shine and tequila. Yeah. Oh, you can have all that tequila. But <laughs> Stephen is he do not drink tequila for different but similar reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Drew's the kind of guy you say, go get your shine box and he'll uh, pull out a little crate with like eight and, and different I, moonshines. And <laughs> I will literally pull out a shine box. <laughs> <laughs> well, Drew, would you be interested in any fun facts? You bet your ass I would. Yeah. <laughs> but Steve, are they super fun facts? Because they're fun, fun facts. Oh, we're about to find out. <gasps> All right, guys, Rotten Tomatoes. Drew, what do you think the critics thought of Hannah? Hmm. Critics, I want to say, maybe gave it... Um, 67? Okay. How about you, babe? Oh, I could see critics like liking this movie. I'm going to go with uh, 75. Ooh, it is 71% of the critics oh, right in the middle. Uh, and audience was 66, so about the same. Not bad. That's nice. We were each four points away. Yeah. <gasps> we couldn't have done that if we tried. Right. Uh, let's see. 30... I'm not that good at math, guys. It wouldn't have happened. <laughs> you could have told her to be four away, like, uh, 112? No, that's not, that's not how you do it. <laughs> uh, $30 million budget. U.S. gross, 40.3. Worldwide gross, 63.8. So, eh, broke even, maybe. It, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Danny Boyle was developing this movie with Seth Lockhead in early 2009, but eventually left the product. Oh, pr- project. Sorry. Oh, I can't talk. 
Uh, yeah, Danny Boyle. Babe, what do we know Danny Boyle from? I don't know, Steve. Where do we know Danny Boyle from? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Train spotting and uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's doing things, but. <laughs> also, Alfonso Corion was rumored to be circling the project just weeks before Joe Wright signed on to direct. We, of course, know him from Children of Men, Gravity, uh, Harry mm. Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Could have been a different take. Oh, I think it could have been a very interesting take on it. Yeah. Uh, Sorsha Ronan did her own stunts. What? Oh, shit. Such was the physicality of her role that her combat tactics called for four-hour days of intense training under Dan Inosanto, yes, the protege of Bruce Lee, over a two-month period at his Los Angeles gym. Oh, mm. shit. <laughs> as as uh, Moxie LaBouche would say, bonus fact, uh, in an interview with her, she was not exactly sure or prepared for what amount of training she would actually have had to do. They told her, they're like, you know, you're going to have to get ready for this role. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, no, it's going to be fine. And then once she started actually filming and reading through the script a little more, she was like, oh. (laughs) And then it got to some intense training. It's like, so I have a stunt double for all this, right? No, no, you don't. (laughs) Uh, Director Joe Wright, Bleach, Sorsha, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, it's Sorsha, right? Sorsha. How do you say? Yeah, it? I, I would say I would say Sorsha. Yeah, because yeah, every time I, I hear the name Sorsha, I think of Willow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. But I mean, yeah. I mean this this Sorsha is Irish, though. Yeah, <laughs> right? Well, Isn't she Irish? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with yes. She sounded Irish. It's like, no, she's Finnish. Drew. No, yeah, she's she's. Uh, oh, she's not Irish. even. Maybe it's maybe it's Saris. Sayoris, maybe I'm going to go with Sorsha, because, again, Willow. Because <laughs> Willow. Uh, Director Joe Wright bleats Sorsha's eyebrows to mimic the physicality similar to a white wolf. Mm. Uh, the fate of the British family is never revealed after they're interrogated about Hannah. Like, yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, apparently the Amazon Prime series is pretty good, from what I'm told, but I have yet to see it. How about you, Drew? Have you seen that? I haven't seen it either, but, you know, re-watching this film made me also notice that the new season was coming up on Prime. And I'm like, you know what? I should try it and get on to it. Yeah, it's one of those, like, with a series, I can see it getting kind of long in the tooth. But, you know, usually when it's like an Amazon Prime, it's like, what, eight episodes or whatever, as opposed to, like, if they were trying yeah, to do it on bad. real TV where it's, like, 25 episode seasons, like, uh... We get it. She's got to have drama. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, if they were trying to do a supernatural with it, it'd be a lot. Yeah. So here's, oh, wait, here's wait, where... She's taking out, like, uh, demons and werewolves and shit? <laughs> yeah, and then she comes back as a dark angel, like, seven times. <laughs> we're only in season four, guys. Right. <laughs> um, no, so where I think, like, Hannah might have some longevity is... So Hannah's basically an albino. Mm-hmm. Hannah's mom was basically an albino. We only ever see her with like dye, like dyed blue hair, and we see the one throwback picture. But like she's basically an albino. All of Marissa's henchmen are basically albinos. Mm-hmm. Marissa's hair is very obviously dyed. Is Hannah part of like a longer term breeding project? Yes. Like was right? Hannah's no, mom possibly part of that project? Like, like, was Grandma, like, one of the first, like, impregnated? Goes, goes all the way back to Wildwald too. Yeah. like I mean, Grandma, like, Chima was German. Like, 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 like was, was Grandma part of the breeding project? Was, uh, like, Whistler and those guys, are those basically Hannah's uncles? Yeah. 
or Mr. Grimm, and yeah, we, yeah. we don't know Mr. Grimm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, is is that why Eric Bana like wanted to break Hannah out of the cycle or whatever? Well, and obviously he's part of a different program because he's the Hulk. Yeah, well, he said he was a scientist who <laughs> was working on it. Oh, wait, did he say he was a scientist? Yeah, that's how he met Hannah's mom. He said that he recruited her at an abortion clinic. Yeah, oh, is that it? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's, he whatever. He like, oh, right. He worked for, well, he worked yeah. for the well, pro- but I mean, program. Whatever. He worked for. He, yeah, right. He worked for the yeah. program. So that's why. He, that's how he was getting the women to say like, "Hey, hey, don't abort your baby." Actually, you know what? Why don't you give your baby over to science? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. I'm wondering if, uh, like, they're expanding on. Like, is is the program bigger oh, I, than we think it is? I'm sure. I'm sure it's, like, other yeah. countries and stuff, and she's, like, going, trying to bring yeah. them all down and all that fun stuff. But the only way we're going to find out is after watching, I don't know, 18 more seasons of Supernatural, maybe we watch Hannah. No. <laughs> <laughs> we got to watch Gilmore Girls so you can see nope. why my mom calls Supernatural the show with two deans. <laughs> all right. Well... Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the most important part. What did we learn from Hannah? Uh, Drew, as our guest, would you like to go first? Sure. Uh, I learned from Hannah that screaming at a plane will not bring it back. <laughs> Note to self. <laughs> the dog was wrong again. <laughs> How about you, babe? Uh, I learned double tap every time. Mm. everyone double taps in this movie guys indeed uh i learned the tongue of a blue whale is two and a half tons it was one of the facts they read off I yeah know, I swear. it's a yeah it's a there's also animal. something about their orgasm oh yeah it was like seven oh, seven the, gallons for, of ejaculate or something like that. no 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 he said he said like they're they're uh i think he said like four fourteen hundred pounds like weigh their testicles or something yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. the testicles can yeah. like hold like seven gallons or yeah something. maybe that was it yeah fun fun set fun fact yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right would you thank you so much for joining us here on everything i learned from movies um i understand you also have a podcast oh do i oh yeah i do yes well, uh, you can find myself and my good friends Jack and Nathan over on the Real Feels podcast. That's R E E L, and we are a movie review show that focuses on a new movie genre every two weeks with a movie to match. Excellent! And they just had their one hundredth episode. One hundredth episode! Yeah, they're more. Thank you. They're more of the quality over quantity compared to us. <laughs> You know what? Some of us just want to pump it out. That's right. <laughs> and then some people, it's uh, finely curated, like a museum exhibit. Indeed. We're like a blue whale ejaculate. Word, right? <laughs> Seven <laughs> gallons at a time. Oh, God. <laughs> but most of it's just going to end up salting the ocean. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea. <laughs> So then, oh, babe, are you on social media? I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on all the social medias. I have an Etsy shop at Untidy Venus, where I sell my goods and wares. I also have a Patreon at Untidy Venus, where uh, I am starting to make some little how-to videos, like little art tutorials, so you can learn how to make your own art. I let uh, the patrons vote on what I'm going to draw next. Um... Yeah, all kinds of fun stuff. Pictures of my cats. Join it for the pictures of my cats. 
Sometimes I force them to wear outfits. That is true. And they love it, so she says. (laughs) They don't love it, but they love me. Speaking of loving you, we are located on all the major podcatchers <laughs> under Everything I Learned From Movies, or you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Patreon at EILF Movies. That's Everything, Everything I Learned From Movies. Guys, it's January. Get on that Patreon, and next year we can send Woo! you some amazing gifts like we gave to Drew, but he hasn't received quite yet. Because... Oh, snap. Drew literally went in the mail today. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I'm excited. We record in advance, but I can guarantee it's awesome. I'm right. excited. Drew's gotten stuff from us before. Indeed. Has it it's ever true. I... No. Damn right. <laughs> we aim to please, baby. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess until next time, I'm oh, Steve. Wait, did you ask Drew or... where he is? Yes. <gasps> oh, well, I mean... I mean, where was that no, again, no, I, Drew? I mean, it... <laughs> you can find the Real Feels Podcast on Twitter at Real Feels Pod. On Facebook and Instagram, anywhere, just search for the Rufos podcast, and uh, yeah, we uh, we look forward to being in your ear holes. But Drew, what if I have a message that I want to leave to you in voicemail form? Is there some sort of <gasps> format I could do that in voicemail form? Yeah, guys, you know what? If you want to leave the Rufos podcast a voicemail, you can call our infamous Tooch line. <gasps> Yes, now the Tooch line, we'd love to hear voicemails from anybody who wants to just, you know, call in, say hi, suggest a movie, maybe a dirty joke. You can call 661-376-0030. But it has to be a Stanley Tucci movie. (laughs) That's why it's the Tooch line. Gird your loins. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, uh, I don't know, the core and monkey trouble. (laughs) And all of the Hunger Games. (laughs) Well, that's true. I guess until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And I'm Drew. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. Have a good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Ladies, go first. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, shit, it's back. (laughs)